Climbing Trees playing the GTFM and River Home. So we will be recapping on the 40-minute teaser for round two in about 15 minutes' time. Uh, time now then to introduce my guest of the day. As I've mentioned a couple of times already, he is the front man of Climbing Trees. He's done quite a lot of uh, solo work as well. Uh, let's find out uh, and have a catch up what he's doing as a soloist and, of course, the band who will release their new single, Troubling Times, uh, this coming Friday. First of all, let's do the honours. Uh, good morning, Matthew Frederick. Hello there, Bonnie Dad. How are you this morning, fella? Are you okay? Well, not too bad listening to the GTFM in the kitchen and enjoying it as usual. There we are. The fiver's on the way, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fiver's on the way. Uh, well, first of all, remind us all about the band, Matthew. Let's go back to the very beginning, uh, when it was formed, and uh, who was in the band in the old days? Well, that, that song you've just listened to, uh, River Home, was um, from our first album, Hebron, which came out in 2013. Feels like a long time ago now, and um, there was a bit of a different lineup then as well. We were a five-piece at the time. We've had, we've gone through a couple of drummers since then, a couple of guitarists, and um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't actually listened to that for, for for quite a while now. I haven't played it live either. You know, we haven't we haven't gigged for for a little while because of uh, everything that's happened over the last year. So um, yeah, it's nice to, it's nice to hear that song again, to be honest. <laughs> Remember, see, that's the benefit of radio. We dig them out, don't we, Matthew? We dig exactly. them out, and exactly. we. Uh, Give the old vinyl a bit of a dust up. That's going back a bit. That's going back a bit. So we last spoke in the summer. So what have you actually been up to since then? I'm guessing writing new material and, and recording new tracks. Yeah, well, last year was quite, particularly in the autumn, was quite live stream heavy. I mean, a lot of us were having to adapt, you know, to play in gigs in our living rooms for the first time and getting used to the technology and things like that. And to be honest, the first one I did, which was um, almost a year ago now, um, to launch the album, was um, probably the mo- most nervous I've been before a gig, you know. Um, I-, I never normally get nervous when I'm playing in, in front of however many people, but um, strangely, playing in my living room and uh, just making sure the technology went went smoothly was uh, was pretty nerve-wracking. And then you get you kind of get used to it then as, as you go along, and I did quite a few last year. Since then, I've been uh, mainly writing, recording some demos at home, and um, to be honest, I've been doing a lot of walking over the mountains. I think there I was telling you that last time as well, been trying to explore the old uh, mountains that I haven't uh, wandered for a while. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Touching base with nature, which is a good thing. And uh, are we talking about a slimmer Matthew Frederick then? Well, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. I think I'm the heaviest I've ever been somehow. But um, <laughs> I, I had my first football match in uh, in about six months last night, bit of seven aside. So I'm, I'm feeling a bit slimmer after that. Uh, but a little bit more achy in the legs as well. Yeah, oh, never mind. It's funny you should mention the live gigs, though, because I interviewed uh, Jessica Lee Morgan, the daughter of Mary Hopkin, a couple of yeah. weeks back. And, uh, you know, Jessica's been doing these Tuesday night uh, live gigs online, you know, on YouTube. And it's what musicians do. You want to play. Obviously, you couldn't play. But but this has been a really good way of expressing yourself and keeping in touch with the fan base as well. Yeah, and I think some people have adapted to it really well. I've seen Jessica's popping up. I've I've only gigged with her once in, in real life. But that's the thing now. You can see these artists that you, you maybe only get to catch once or twice a year. And you can see them every week, you know, in their own environment. And it's a bit more relaxed in a way as well. So, um, yeah, the people who've, who've really adapted to it, are, 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 you know, are, are doing it really well. And it is, um, it's a different experience for both for the artist and for the, for the viewer as well. But, um, yeah, I think it's something that um, we're probably going to be doing for the foreseeable. And, and, and probably even when live gigs return, I think uh, a lot of artists will continue to do a few of those a year just to 
keep it keep it all in, you know. Yeah, it's a good idea. And and funny enough, going back to what Jessica said, the other good thing about that is you keep it in touch with, you know, your fan base in the USA because of course her dad is is Tony Visconti. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so she goes over to New York when when she can, of course. Um, quite often so it's a good way to touch base with those fans who are not in the UK as well Matthew isn't it yeah exactly and, and you know this wouldn't have been possible even I don't know 15 20 years ago maybe even less than that really it's, it's only the improvement in technology over the last um, few years that's enabled us to kind of survive now yeah, doing this yeah, as artists yeah. I mean it would have been catastrophic um, a few years ago but uh, luckily now there's there's ways that you can continue to kind of make a living as an artist even if you can't leave yeah. the house so, so when you write songs, then do you think, well, this song would suit me as a solo artist, or this song would suit the band? How does that writing process work for you? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of both, to be honest. I mean, normally as a band, we we would kind of one of us would come with the the skeleton of a song, and then the rest of us would put the put the meat on it together as a band, you know. Um, but obviously, at the moment, we can't we can't uh, we can't meet up to write or rehearse, you know, let alone play gigs. So we're all sort of um, plugging away individually, and we've all got our own solo projects going on as well i mean occasionally I'll, I'll i'll write a song and um i'll think oh this is great but i think i think it's more of a tree song than a solo song and then and then vice versa as well so i've got a, a nice little pool now of songs that um mostly sit in the two different camps there are a few in the middle that could go either way but um yeah it's just a, it's just a matter of kind of presenting them in their you know rawest form to the rest of the band and seeing if it's something that we want to kind of um, collaborate on and work with together and Climbing Trees fans might be interested to know, has there been any changes in personnel over, over lockdown? Uh, not since lockdown, I don't think. Our, our, our most recent full-time drummer, um, Jim, moved to London a little while ago, so um, we've lost Jim for the, for the foreseeable. He might, he might join again in the future, who knows? But um, at the moment, the co- kind of core um, members are myself, um, Colenzo Jones and Martin Webb. So we're a sort of three-piece, and then we bring in... Um, a drummer as and when we need to but obviously for the last year we haven't we haven't needed to do that because we haven't done any gigs but um yeah it's just sort of a it's a bit of a revolving door drummer wise at the moment but uh, it's always with a drummer it's always with a drummer <laughs> now climbing trees have uh, you've had two critically acclaimed albums of course uh, hebron and borders i believe one ep five singles under your belt but you've had three years now off as a band, of course. Uh, what? Why was that? Was it a decision to go off in like doing your solo projects? I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it was never meant to be that long. To be honest, we um, we kind of came to the natural um, end of the cycle uh, um, in terms of promoting the second album at the end of 2017. That album came out um, about a year and a half before that, and we were kind of gigging relentlessly and doing loads of festivals, and we had a few gigs. Um, in the US and uh, Europe as well, and then by the end of 2017, we did. You know, we finished off with um, a Christmas gig at the Mooney, actually, which um, I think was the last gig there before the Mooney closed. And hopefully, we'll see that back open soon as well. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we kind of took the decision to have a few months off and concentrate on on our own bits and bobs. There was no. Um, I think people thought we might have had a big falling out or broken up, and it was more of a hibernation than anything else. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we, we I I, I um, started uh, writing and, and recording my uh, debut solo studio album. I put out a few solo bits and bobs um, a few years ago, and at that point, Climbing Trees was the side project, and then it sort of took over for the next five years. So it was nice to kind of um, peel back and, and do my own thing as well. And, and Colenzo has been um, recording recently as well, and, and Martin's been doing uh, little bits bits and bobs. But yeah, one year became became two. 
And then um, we kind of got together um, probably a couple of months before COVID and, and, and said, all right, we, we need to you know, get cracking this year and start writing and recording this third album. And then obviously all of that happened and pushed it back, at, you know, at least another year. And we're still, you know, hopefully at the tail end of it now. But um, yeah, there's, there's, there's plans, kind of tentative plans to... Um, to, to start doing that later this year, but um, we'll have to see how things go. Yeah. So the new material was recorded in Carmarthenshire, I believe. Uh, I guess you like recording down there, Matthew, do you, as a band? Yeah, yeah. We, we kind of stumbled upon it, really, for the first um, first album. We, we'd, we'd recorded, actually, a, an EP um, at a, a studio called Unit 40 in um, in Kilvanet on the industrial estate, um, which would have been, oh, 2011. And that never saw the light of day. And uh, I dug it out actually for the first time um, in years um, a couple of weeks ago. And I'd listen to this, and there's some good tracks on there actually. But again, we've had a few lineup changes, and then um, yeah, the sound changed completely from that. And we we ended up stumbling across Monkey Studios, which is in the middle of nowhere. It's the perfect place to make an album because the phone signal is is terrible. You can get on the Wi-Fi if you need to, but um, you can sort of switch off as well, you know. And and um, it feels like making an album in. In sort of 1969, you know, yeah, <laughs> the, the nearest shop is a couple of miles away. The nearest town, proper town, Whitland, is is a good ten miles away. So, yeah, you're sort of out in the sticks, and you can you can really concentrate on on making an album. And we've been back there then for the um, for the second album. And uh, I went back there, uh, well, no, not last year, uh, two years ago, to um, start recording the solo album as well. So it's a place that's um, you know pretty close to our hearts and integral to our sound. I would say. Yeah, I mean it's like going back to, like to Rockfield Studios in Monmouthshire, you know. All so those great albums were recorded. Yeah. Queen, of course, famously recorded Bohemian Rhapsody there. But it was uh, it was so tranquil, you know. They got away from it, like I said. There was no mobile phones back in the seventies, of course. But you know, you can do that even today. You know, if you sort of make that decision, let's go somewhere totally out of the way. Let's just totally switch off and concentrate on the music. Yeah, exactly, and same with Mono Valley as well. You know, there's a few uh, little residential studios dotted around Wales, and 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 Monkey definitely feels like our rock field. You know, and it's it's where, as I say, we've made all of our you know um, releases as a band to date, and it, yeah, it definitely feels. Um, I, I think even more so with the first album, it um, influenced the sound because we did a lot of we kind of went in there just to make an EP, to be honest, and and then it sort of spiraled we became inspired by the surroundings and, and it kind of morphed into an album then over the next few months we went there I think three week long sessions I think and um, and yeah the the, the, the the surroundings and the trees of course as well yeah yeah, <laughs> it, um, yeah it just yeah exactly it, it just seemed to really um, inspire us and um, yeah it was a it was a great time good so are we expecting a new album from Climbing Trees in the next couple of months Matthew? Definitely not in the next couple of months, but um, eventually. But as I say, we, we you know it's hard to um, to even meet up at the moment. So um, I think it's going to be a little further down the line. But um, yeah, there are plans to do a, a third record at, at some point. We've set ourselves a deadline of twenty thirty, I think. So as long as we get it done before then, <laughs> we'll be happy. Twenty thirty, great stuff. Have, have, uh, have you got songs ready for a new album? Not necessarily. We've, we've got lots yet. of half uh, half ideas and, and so many. Um, kind of rough recordings of jams and little choruses here and there and bits and bobs. So I've been delving into the archive to see what I can find that we can kind of develop, you know, in, into um, into a more kind of coherent and rounded uh, rounded song and album. But um, yeah, there's, there's plenty in the pipeline, I think. I'm just not exactly sure at the moment <laughs> when it's going to be. And I think probably most bands are in the same position. You know, you can't, 
you can't really book anything in at the moment. You can't plan too far ahead. So we'll just take it, uh, take it as it comes, and um, and there'll be something at some point. Okay. Well, now, as a band, of course, you've gigged in the UK, Europe, the USA, if I'm right. Yep. Uh, any, I mean, obviously, as soon as lockdown is over, uh, I guess uh, you, you're hoping to get back on stage soon. Yeah. I mean, in terms of gigging abroad, um, since since uh, since lockdown, um, Brexit's happened as well, obviously. So I'm not sure what the what the deal with that is, or how easy it is at the moment. Um, so we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it. But yeah, we've got um, we're starting to get a couple of festivals booked in for next summer. There's one that's announced so far, which is the big retreat, which is in Lorraine in uh, Pembrokeshire, right on the estuary. It's a beautiful festival, and um, we're playing that one with uh, Reef and Top Loader and Rusty Shackle. I'm not sure if you've come across uh, Rusty Shackle. They're they're our mates from uh, Kylie Onway, and they, they're a great festival band as well. So I'd I'd um, definitely recommend people check that out. It's called the Big Retreat, and uh, yeah, that'll be in I think June 2022. Okay, and are those tickets on sale at the moment? Are they, are they... I, I believe so for the big retreat. Yeah, if you type in the, the big retreat Wales, it should pop up. And I'm I'm pretty sure the tickets went on sale uh, a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, grab those uh, when you can. Yeah, because when you think of what's happened over the last couple of summers, I mean, I'm sure people's ears sort of pricked up a little bit then when he said that. Oh, it's a festival. Let's get off. Um, yeah, and it gives it gives us something to to aim for now as well because it, yes. it's been a bit of a, an aimless <laughs> last year or so as a musician. But um, yeah, that's a kind of focal point now that we can start uh, rehearsing for and hopefully book a few more festivals in around it. Okay, troubling times. Uh, was this written about lockdown or inspired by lockdown? It it wasn't directly no, but um, it's one of those things that once it <laughs> once we'd finished writing it, we thought oh, actually it feels quite apt. So maybe it was a subconscious thing. Um, we tried to write all of our songs in a kind of um, ambiguous way, you know, so that people can take them as as they like. But um, yeah, listening to the lyrics um, once we'd finished, it definitely felt quite uh, quite relevant. Um, and we started writing it um, with the verse in particular. We were going for a kind of Robert Plant and the Strange Sensation vibe. Um, we, me and uh, Colenso have definitely been influenced by Robert Plant's. Um, solo albums over the last 10, 10 or 15 years. But then the chorus itself ended up sounding, I think, like a bit like Noel, Noel Gallagher's High Flying Bird. So there's a bit of a, a strange mix there between Robert Plant and Noel Gallagher. But, um, yeah, it's just what came out, and, and, it, and it felt instantly like, um, you know, it, it should be a tree single, and, and, and we, haven't, we haven't put anything out since uh, 2018. So we just wanted to put out a little kind of reminder that, you know, we're still there, and although we've been hibernating, there's still plenty in the can. Do you know, it's funny because I interviewed Robert Plant back in 2000 and ah, uh, right. he was in the band of Joy at the time. And I yeah. was trying, he was gigging the small venues in Wales at the time when he came to Bracken. And I asked him about songs that people can expect him to play on the night in Brecon. And I said, are we going to get one or two Zepps? And he said, no, he said, I, I'm inspired these days by the songs behind the songs that inspired me. So, ah, in, <laughs> so, so really, it's like yourself. You know, you've been inspired by Robert's solo albums, like he was inspired, obviously, back in his day as well. It's that sort of knock-on effect, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And 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 there's um, uh, one of his albums in particular. I picked it up in Cardiff, probably aged fourteen or fifteen, and, and listened to that to death. You know, and then Colenso bought it about fifteen years later on CD. So we listened to it in the van quite a bit. Which album? Which, al- which album was that? You know, I forget the name of it now. It was, it was, um, it was around 2004, 2005, and um, annoyingly, 
it's uh, it's uh, it's just slipped past me at the moment, but yeah. I'll, I'll let you know anyway. But it's uh, it's uh, it's a great album. Do you know? I'm tr- I'm trying to think. Is it Pictures at Eleven or Now and Zen? Is another album? No, of his? no, it's neither of those. Right. Okay. Fair time. I'd run down and dig it out. That's all right. That's <laughs> all right. I'm, I just wonder what what might have inspired you. But yeah, I can I can see the cover, but I've completely forgotten <laughs> the name. But, okay, um, just yeah, it's a great listen. Uh, how can people download the single from Friday then? Well, it's out on Friday in in all the usual places: Spotify and iTunes, Apple Music, and uh, Amazon. But um, as of yesterday, it's on our band camp, which is always a place that we try and send people to if possible, because that's the only place where they're sort of getting it directly from us. Um, it's a digital-only single. Um, hopefully, it'll appear in, in physical form on, on an album further down the line. But um, for now, yeah, you can stream and download it on Bandcamp. So if you type in ilikeclimbingtrees.bandcamp.com, that should pop up then. Or you can go through to our website, ilikeclimbingtrees.com, and I'll take you then to all of the all the usual places. But over on the Bandcamp, you'll find the, the two albums and some vinyls and T-shirts and uh, some other bits and bobs as well. So if you're keen to find out more, that's probably the best place to go to. Excellent. Matthew Frederick, uh, frontman of Climbing Trees. All the best uh, with the new single, uh, Troubling Times. People know how they can uh, download it now. Uh, all the very best. And hopefully the next time we chat, you'll be uh, literally three feet away. Yes, yes, hopefully. <laughs> cheers, cheers, Gareth. Welcome out. OK, cheers, Matthew. All the best. ta 